Well, it says live for 20 seconds, so hopefully everything is working. Uh, welcome to episode 88 of the Mighty Whites podcast, our first attempt at doing this live. So whether it goes well or goes badly, it should at least have something interesting coming out of it. Uh, as always, I'm Jack, joined by KC. Hello. How's things, mate? All good? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. We're getting there. I've as I said to you before going on air, I am doing this sat on the floor as I've recently just moved into this house. Yeah, well, you've done the key thing, mate. You've got your signed lead shirt up on the wall. That's that's what was most important. The the other thing that can't be seen is a signed framed picture I have of Mark Viduka that is on the other wall as well. And I'm still not entirely sure why I have it. I just know I do. You just know that it makes you feel safe while you sleep to have him watching over you. Well, I don't know because you, you can't really see his eyes. So I don't know what he's doing. Maybe maybe he was just a bit blinded, but that's by the by. Well, not being able to see reminds me of the fourth goal uh, that we conceded <laughs> at the weekend. Uh, Crystal Palace 4, Leeds United 1. Um, this, was, this was not good, but it was a very harsh result compared to what we actually deserved. Um, are we go- Can we manage to get... I've, I've now finally calmed down about the Bamford offside. I mean, it was absolute bollocks, but it it took about five days, but I have eventually got over it. I mean, yeah, it, it was just a ludicrous decision. That and you know, we we got to watch this one together, and it is just that thing of looking at it, just going. I I I hark back to the time when you spoke about the offside rule, and you didn't have to mention the handball rule as well. Yeah, that, that is always a sign that it's been massively overcomplicated. Um, well, I mean, we should really... We don't need to get into the game in massive detail. Obviously, it's been a week. Because of you moving house and things like that, we have been a little bit all over the place. But how do you think that we played overall? I honestly don't think we were that bad. You know, I, th- I think as a scoreline, 4-1 really... Uh, I think it was a harsh result by the end. You know, you've got two goals in there that are deflections. One, one of which is a, an absolute freak deflection. That yeah, the held across her own goal. That is, I won't go. It, it's probably not far off one in a million. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the final goal. Fair enough. That's you know, it's, it's a lapse in defending, but it's it's coming later on as well when we're already three one down and, and trying to chase the game. Um, yeah, th- I think with a bit more luck and and a, and a functioning offside rule, it, it could have been a very different game. Yeah, um, it's a interesting one. I've just put that on the screen because more than not, I want to see if it's working. Uh, <laughs> the first goal, obviously, us from a corner. We haven't been in terms of XG and stuff. We haven't actually been that bad at defending corners, but we seem to be struggling a lot like for the eye test. Uh, Cornet comes in, Scott Dan's header, which that's really unlucky as well because it's poor defending that Dan is able to out-jump Cooper and Cox so easily. Yeah. But for it to head down onto Cox and loop in off the bar like that, that is really unlucky. And you'd say that most times, you know, 99% of the time, 97% of the time, that's not going to go in. Hmm. The SA free kick is just an absolute worldie. I've I've got no complaints there really. He 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 went down a bit easy, but he did cock completely and just left him in. So, yeah. so that's fair enough. Obviously, we've talked about the third goal and the fourth goal. 
although it has been, people have analysed it properly, it wasn't as obviously Stroik's fault as it looked. Hmm. Uh, like there's a, a bit of blame to go around forever, but I just thought that no one reacted to the situation. Yeah, um, yeah. By that point, it was. I, th- I think it was. I don't know if you'd say tired, but I, I don't know if by that point we kind of lost our shape, just going in search of a way to get back into the game. Um, and yeah, it's just a bit of a lapse in concentration and, and marking that's that's let that happen. But I, if that's if that was your first or second goal you, you conceded in a game, I'd be much more concerned by it. But I think the stage of the game that that's happening and, and the scoreline it, it's making it, I'm, I think of it is it is less of an issue than that it would be earlier on in a game. Yeah, there's a there's as I say there's no point fully dissecting it. It's been done to death by a few people at this stage. Uh, the main f- if we might as well talk about the two positive things, which are namely Matthias Click and Patrick Bamford, who both I thought had good games. Bamford, Bamford had what should be the opposite of his game because I don't think that he was his his work rate in getting involved in the game wasn't as high as I thought it is in a lot of games, but he got two chances and scored two goals. And I know he only scored one officially, but he scored two goals. And Mateus Click was involved in absolutely every good thing we did in attack. Yeah, Click, I I think kind of around the the 65, 70 minute mark, I think he might have checked out of the game a little bit by that point. But up until that point, everything good came through Click. Um, You know, I I think... And then Bamford as well, two really well taken goals. You know, the the first one, the offside decision was a really nice flick past the keeper, a little chip with the outside of the foot, take it past the keeper. And then the second one with the uh, the chest and half volley in, absolutely fantastic finish. Yeah, it was a it was really really good. Um, it's one of those games, really. I know that we said it after the Leicester game as well. You are going to get bad results in this league. It's just that there were two back-to-back and that we've had to stew on it for two weeks because of international break, which, you know, I just hate the international break. There's no way around that. I was okay with the Euro playoffs, but that's about it. I had yeah. no time for the Nations League out this week. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think the frustrating thing for Leeds is uh, I'm trying to be as rational about it as possible. We were missing two of our best players in positions where the backups are not nearly as strong as the first choice players. You know, mm-hmm. there is. I think both with with Rodrigo and with Phillips. I, I think whoever your second choice is, maybe Hernandez, um, is is yeah. closer. But you know, the the gulf. As as much as I like striking, as much as he's looked all right this season, striking is not a patch on Phillips in that role. No. No, he isn't. And I mean, to be honest, in terms of his passing, I think his passing might be at least as good. Hmm. It's not as extravagant. Like his, I don't think his crossfield balls are quite as good, but he is a good passer at ball. But he just he isn't as used to the role. We'll see how he is in a year. That yeah. would be for more interesting time. I mean, uh, what is it? What is he at now, though? Like he's only got about eight first-team appearances in his career at this stage. It's you know, I wouldn't expect him to be at that level. Yeah, um, it was. It, it does make a difference having those players out. Like I think we really missed Rodrigo. Um, 
and obviously for this game we were missing Pablo Hernandez as well because he was straight up dropped. Yeah. Uh, it, which, to be honest, it was weird because I did see him like throw when he was having his strop after he got subbed. I did see him like throw his arm, throw the black armband down, and I didn't really think anything about it because I just thought mm. oh, he's just you know showing his frustration. But by the looks of the way he apologised, making sure to show you know the poppy fields and stuff, and show that he was showing respect to that, I think that it, it must have been even if it wasn't picked up by the fan base at large, they either had some complaints or Bielsa wasn't happy with it. I think Bielsa wasn't happy with the strop, but he's had little things like that when he's been subbed before and it's never led to this. Yeah, I, I remember actually saying when when he threw the armband down, I went, to the wrong people, they could make a big deal out of this. Uh, yeah, you know, as a very disrespectful gesture. and and Well, to be honest, like I'll defend him in that he didn't mean it. It is a very disrespectful gesture. Like, you shouldn't yeah. do it. I just, oh, just yeah. didn't mean but, it. <laughs> yeah, it's not a. I am not throwing this down in protest of, mm. of you know, Remembrance Day and and those who fought, those who have fought in world wars. It you know, it was an emotional footballer who was acting out a bit, and it it happens. And I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just defending him because he's a Leeds player. As soon as I saw that, it was just one of those. Yeah, he he was just getting into the game a bit. Of course, he's annoyed that he's got subbed, but... Yeah, it's not in the world. Um, it's been obviously a while since the game, but uh, we have had a few involved in the international scene. Uh, the main takeaways were some qualified and some didn't. We'll start with the early kickoff from the first set of games, which saw Gianni Alioski's Macedonia. North Macedonia. North my Macedonia, thank you. My apologies, I forgot that they changed <laughs> name then. Uh, but yeah, 37-year-old Goran Pandev, who has, he is one of the being around forever guys. Uh, a 1-0 win over Georgia, and their thir- North Macedonia will be at the first major tournament ever. And uh, are you looking forward to Alioski at a major European tournament? <laughs> who, by the way, I should mention, uh, Alioski missed the second, has missed the following games and has been sent back to Leeds because he's apparently got a hamstring problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very happy for, always happy for any Leeds player that, that does well internationally. Is, um, and I just hope there's there's a documentary crew that just follow him around for the summer. Yeah, I say documentary would... crew or someone's Snapchat, either one. Yeah, it doesn't matter which, just so long as we've got the footage. Uh, I did actually watch most of the game. I missed about 15 minutes of that thing. Uh, It wasn't a a bad game, considering how much was on the line. And with all due respect, the levels of side Georgia and North Macedonia are. Like, even when it's really good sides, when it's for something that big, it's quite often a bit of a drab game. And I really didn't think it was bad. Uh, But I was glad to see him get through. Uh, We'll go on to... Well, Liam Cooper did play in their second international uh, where they, they think they got beaten into Scotland. Uh, yeah, 1-0 by Slovakia, but neither of them were bothered because both of them had qualified in midweek. Uh, Cooper didn't play, but Scotland got through on penalties against Serbia, which on paper you'd probably say is an upset. Yeah, at this stage, uh, you know, Serbia's sort of one of those teams that England have come up against in, in recent years and 
it's always had the potential of being a bit of a banana peel for us. A banana peel, not a banana yeah. skin. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm, I'm going to say that's an Americanism. Yeah, that, we'll call it that. <laughs> um, but I was really glad to see them get through. Um, obviously, I always want all the home nations plus the Republic of Ireland to qualify for everything. But uh, particularly Scotland, it's nice because it's first time since 1998 and I do have some Scottish family and stuff, so... I was really pleased to see it. Uh, but the one that was a bit of a heartbreaker was uh, Stuart Dallas and Northern Ireland. Yeah, they didn't make it, did they? Uh, no, they didn't. And it's a, it's a shame because I really, on the balance of playing the game, I don't think they deserve to go out. But they got beat 2-1 at home by Slovakia after extra time. Uh, it was The thing that was such a real sickener for them was... Um, both goals from uh, both Slovakia's goals from from a Northern Ireland perspective were so avoidable. Yeah, uh, like jo- George Savile just did a blind header back in behind his own defence to put them through for one 0 Fought back really well, got a late equaliser, and then not a great shot at the near post beats Peacock Fowler in extra time. Uh, it was a real missed opportunity this for Northern Ireland but uh, from a Leeds perspective Stuart Dallas played really well he got injured early on like he, it looked like a wrist injury but it's apparently it's, I've now heard arm and heard shoulder and things like that but he played the rest of the game and was taking long throws and then played again in their second game so I can only assume he's fine What's... they got beat 2-1 by Austria in their second game where he, uh, he played he played the whole game again so if they've got a third game in this national in this international break, do you mind just giving Dallas a rest? Something gone wrong with KC? I think I think uh, we both cut out then there at times. Go. Ah, there we go. Oh well, teething problems. It's fine. So yeah, it was just it, if I could give Stuart Dallas a rest in their third game, that'd be much appreciated. Yeah, I ideally um, don't play any Leeds players now. Keep them all. Yeah, none of them. Just, you know what? Put put them in cotton wool. Send them back. For God's sake, don't let Liam Cooper get injured again. Yeah, um, Tyler Roberts came. I believe he came off the bench in Wales one 0 win over Republic of Ireland. He came on like with about four minutes left, and did manage to go flying through on goal with a good interception and get. I can't remember who, but one of the Irish players got sent off for taking him out. It was uh, was it Jeff Hendrick? It might well have been Jeff Hendrick because I, 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 I had it on in the background and I, I saw that and that was pretty much all I saw of that game. And I saw the goal as well. It, it, that seemed like it was an all right game. Uh, the other things to talk about, Germany. Germany have had Robin Koch playing and by the sounds of it, he has had a pretty excellent time of it in the international break. Uh, he played as a holding mid and uh, his passing range was excellent, apparently. Uh, ended up like getting a what Americans would call a, a pre-assist with like a really good ball over the top and behind before it got squared across. Uh, yeah. It's been said a lot that while, you know, if Phillips is out, Cock is a, real, is a good option there as much as we like strike. Uh, at the minute, that's not going to happen because Levente is injured too. But if he came back, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Juente and Cooper with cock in front at some point. Yeah, it, it makes sense to 
I think in the same way of having Ben White there, of having someone who has got at least more senior football playing in, in that role, it is, you know, to us, it's, it's a pretty pivotal role. Um, it's worked better when Stryker has been there as, as opposed to the Leicester game when uh, click play in there didn't really work. So, yeah, you know, if you if you could have that little uh, triangle of, of Cot Cooper and Urente, then at least you've got a fair bit of experience on the field then. Yeah, like obviously you'd always go for Phillips first, but I think he's a like I've, I've got stats here where LUFC data, Chris Taylor's put them up. Uh, he played all 90, 95% passing accuracy, 56 out of 59, 15 final third passes, six out of eight successful long balls, six ball recoveries, four interceptions as well. Uh, so that it sounds like he had a really good game in that role. Yeah, we are uh, solid numbers. Uh, speak, speaking, obviously, there's not like reams and reams of Leeds news over international break. Uh, the main things to talk about is one of the things I want to bring up is: Have you seen the Calvin mural? I've just seen it before we went on. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? It's amazing the difference the last couple of years have made. I, I, lo- I love don't... being in a world where Leeds United murals are now a thing. Yeah. I uh, I don't know for certain if this is going to work, but I will try and flash it up on the screen. Uh, just obviously, yeah, I do not know. I don't know how these work, but we will find out. So if I go like that... We've had lots and lots of match practice. Has that appeared on the screen? It has indeed. It has worked. According to mine. (laughs) Obviously, it's taken, it must be taking a few seconds to get to yours as well. That's something that we'll have to work out. But I think it looks really good. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love that we're just, you know, I just want murals and statues and banners. I just want them everywhere. Yeah, all over. It's a, it's amazing the difference that the last couple of years, basically, that basically as much as Radizani and Orta do deserve a lot of credit, but the difference that Marcelo Bielsa has made just to the club as a whole, it's such an, just being a Leeds fan is so much nicer than it's ever been in my life, including when we were in the Champions League. I don't think people were this happy. I won't say in my life. I'll say it in the time I remember because I yeah, was alive. I, mean, we I was alive when we won the league. I just don't remember it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for us to move the Don Revy statue to that lovely meadow it was always pictured in, as opposed to in front of a car park. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it seems like we've gone from th- this this drab. Like the League One stuff and under Bates, as as much as we wanted success for the club, there was so much going on that was just we want to upset Bates and get rid of him. Mm. You know, whether you know, with the protests, with the the pen for Ken and and stuff like that going on. So even with the with the backdrop of promotion, there was still that undercurrent of of Leeds fans, myself included, of just like, this is great, but it does feel like we have done this in spite of our owners as opposed to because of our owners. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's quite nice now that we've got 
an owner who is, you know, has invested in the club and has and has brought you know, bought Ellen Road back and, and kind of got us integrated with the city more as opposed to it being this little thing that's kind of off to the side in beast and that will mostly disappoint you year on yeah. year. Um so yeah, now this sort of happy place that that even when we lose games, you can we, we can still have some joy, knowing that the the art of football is being protected in Leeds. Yeah. Oh, but I didn't notice. Uh, about an hour ago, the PFA tweeted out the. I mean, admittedly, it's fans' player, so it will it'll be in a public vote, which will make a difference. But PFA fans' player of the month, Patrick Bamford. Yes. God, Pat. He's he's been brilliant. Like what a I, diff- along, what a difference, along with everyone what else, a difference ten weeks has made. Yeah, like even people that really liked him, I'm sure that most of them had some doubts about his, you know, whether it was going to work in being in the Premier League. Uh, but he's been so much more clinical, and everything else was already good. Yeah, the funny thing is, like. You know, we've always we've always valued his 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 effort, his you know, um, you know, his ability to drop deep and 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 help out when needed to is you know the support play he provides. So you would have thought that the finishing that that seemingly wasn't there would be the thing that sort of held him back in the Premier League, but it, it's very much gone the other way that he seems to have found. you know the Midas touch at the moment there is one problem of course with Patrick Bamford winning the PFA player of the month it does mean that fans of other teams will come onto your podcast and say things like this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, friend Um, of the podcast Mark Young good yeah I've, I've been delighted with him it's a it's a the other problem of course coming off an international break is the last thing that you want is to be waiting for a long time for a game. And uh, Leeds mm. will be waiting a long time. So, uh, Sunday half four, Arsenal away, which, look at that, it's like magic. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, this will be, in terms of styles, it's a game that I think that we shape up quite well in. But they have, you know, undoubtedly more, they do have more quality than we do. And it's playing in London. And as we've seen on many occasions, playing in London does not go well. For this season, I'm kind of throwing the London thing out the window just because it... I've no again, like with Wolves and like with Leicester. (laughs) London. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I just... I, I like with like with Wolves and Leicester. I've no idea what to expect going into this game because Arsenal have got some good results and then have been atrocious in other games. Um, you know, undoubtedly it's a, it's a, a great squad they've got, and you know, playing some nice football. But um, you know, maybe if we had Robbie Gotts around to to repeat his performance from last season, we we might be in a slightly better position. But you know. This year we're going with our first choice goalkeeper as opposed to our second choice goalkeeper as well. Now the fact that it's the same person, um, yeah. 
you should just ignore that. Well, that that FA Cup game was Milan Millier's coming. It was his coming out party, wasn't it? Really? Like he'd had good games in 23s, but he had such a good game against Arsenal and everyone straight away. Well, why ain't this love playing? (laughs) He seems to know what he's doing. Um, yeah, it, I, th- I think it'll be, I think it'll be an interesting game, and I, I don't know whether they'll take the time to work on a couple of things in relation to us getting caught on the break. Because again, that's that's an Arsenal team with with wingers and fullbacks who you don't really want to be giving too much space. And after you know, especially kind of the Leicester performance, it might be nice for us to have had some time where, especially for the the fullbacks. Um, probably more so Luke Ayling with him being around Thorpe Arch to maybe work on being a little bit more defensive at times. I mean, it's Bielsa, so I doubt that is the case. I, you know, I think we'll very much still go with with Plan A. Um, but that 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 I think is the the biggest thing for us to look out for. Yeah, there's um, it's one of those where there's obviously loads of danger. But my biggest fear is Aubameyang. Uh. He hasn't actually been scoring that much lately, but he is set up perfectly to play against Leeds' high line in the same way that Zaha was, only he's better. I'm a a bit scared of him. I remember remember watching a few, it must have been a few months ago now, that in in terms of... the goals he has been involved in for Arsenal, I think he's actually been involved in more when he's played as an inside forward for them than he has when he's played as an out-and-out striker. So, um, yeah, that, know, he, does, that, he does bring that versatility as well. Yeah, that off-the-left thing that he's got. and he's I don't think that... I mean, he isn't quite... He isn't on re-levels of it, but that cut inside, curl it far corner, right-foot finish, he appears to be very, very, very good at. It's like playing an old computer yeah. game where that was always overpowered. Yeah, he's. Uh, he's I, mean, I think more than any signing they could have made, that was that was the best thing Arsenal did last season was was keeping being able to keep hold of him. Yeah, getting him on a new deal is a massive thing. Uh, they have, I mean, they're still not the greatest at the back, but that Gab, uh, Gabriel that they signed from it was Lille, wasn't it? I think it's Magalhaes, Gabriel Magalhaes. Uh but I, he yeah. just goes back. But he looks like a good player. Uh, it's a shame that I, I mean, not for us in the game, but that William Saliba that they signed from Saint Etienne, he gave him with a big reputation and doesn't seem to have settled very well. And they nearly shipped him out on loan again. And it sounds like they probably will in January because he looked pretty good. Yeah. Well, they won't be able to see with Pat Bamford though. No, of course, no one can deal with Bamford. Yeah, uh, they've they've got quality all over the pitch. Though, like Sabayos in midfield, although he isn't always on it, he's a really good pass football, good player. Bakayo Saka out wide has looked really good. Bellerin's rapid and good. Willian's still quality. Thomas Partey's settled really well since his move from Atletico. It's weird to see Mohamed El Nenny's got back in the side, which I didn't see coming, but he seems to be doing pretty well as well. Uh. And then, of course, yeah. above them all, Eddie and Ketia. Yeah, that'll be. It'll be nice to see Eddie as long as he doesn't score. 
I'll play. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Just just don't do anything against us. You know that you can't really. We saw you first time in the players when we went up. We know where you where you really want to be. Uh, Nick, Nicholas Pepe has not really have, done uh, much this season. I've just googled it. I got it. Sorry, I've just I've just googled Arsenal squad and the awkward moment when Meza Özil is the first player that is listed. Yeah, obviously he. I find I find it amazing that I find it amazing that Meza Özil has ended up in a position where he isn't even named in the twenty-five man squad. Because I know there's there's loads of issues with Özil as a footballer, but I can't believe he's fallen to that extent. No, I, I, and to be honest, as much of a dickhead as I think he he can be, and you know he does seem to have a part of taste in friends. Um, I do think he's a little bit hard done to getting dropped from a 25-man squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the I suppose my, my, my hope with, with these is that I really do think we can get at them. I, I don't expect it to happen, but I'd love to see Rafinha start in this game. Uh, I'm just trying to look for their... Yeah, because they, they lost 3-0 to Villa last time out. Yeah, so at home as well. That must mean we'll beat Arsenal 6-0. We beat them 6-0, and easy. Is that the school the schoolyard That's maths? how this works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at that team now, because it, it, and according to the team sheet here that I had, Aubameyang on the left, Willian on the right, Lacazette up top. Um, is it holding Gabriel and, and Tierney as a as a back three? You see that back three wow. there. Hold, hold, as much as Gabriel settles quite well, holding Gabriel and Tierney as three centre backs. That doesn't that doesn't make you think. Oh, we we're going to struggle to score here. No, you know, big fan of Kieran Tierney, but he's not. I wouldn't be my first choice to play it, even as a left-sided centre-back. Um, and Rob Holding, I thought, was one of those players who at a time over the summer looked like he could be on his way out. Yeah, he was pretty much... I'm fairly sure he was nailed on to go to Newcastle at one point because he wasn't mm. going to get a chance. But I think that's because they expected more out of Saliba and that really messed him up. But that, that front three... Abamyang, Lacazette, William. That is that is definitely good enough to cause some serious problems. Yeah, I, I look at the uh, the pace and agility of that front line, and and I think of Liam Cooper. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll have to he'll have to be on his on his A game. I think for that one. Well, I'm I'm sure he will be. He's bound to be up for this one. He'll be out. He'll be on a high after. His his beloved Scotland got promoted because of course that's that's the most important thing to him. It's not us at all. Yeah, the, the lad from Hull getting to the Euros with Scotland. Yeah. Um, obviously, this one was never going to be the longest one. This is more just to see if the live thing works, and we'll then see what kind of a schedule we end up with after. Uh, I haven't actually gone through and checked all of his results lately to see what we've ended up. Uh, but I'm f- I think you're winning our predictions contest at the minute. Uh, but I am, 
I aren't confident for this one, I'm afraid. I really wish I was, but I'm not. Yeah. Um, I, I've no idea where to pitch this one just because, yeah, that front line, if, if it gets going, it, I think it causes a lot of problems. Yeah. So I'm going to be as optimistic as I can, and I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. You know when you you know when you uh, you've not really slept much, and you've had sort of well the last few days we've had a COVID scare. Don't worry, it's all fine. Uh, I've had to rush back and forth to a hospital with our last who's pregnant. I've had no sleep, and I've just realised that at the start of this, I'm fairly sure that I said we were away in this game, didn't I? Uh, you may have done. I'm pretty sure I did, which is just a lie. <laughs> Like, just straight up, that's a lie. There's no way around that. <laughs> it wasn't deliberate, but it's bollocks. Because we're not... We're up. <laughs> but I'm still I'm still not confident for the game. Uh, all the gameplay things, it's just the superstition oh, no, thing. Mate, three, three. <laughs> Eight I'm saying 3-1 win, win now. Yeah. I say, that's the problem when you don't do any prep. You're just making... You're doing this as a test to check if the live thing works. Uh, it's been yeah. too long since the last one. Uh, I honestly think that with the way with the way that Leeds are set up, Arsenal are quite good good now at soaking up pressure and going. Like the reason that Villa were able to do, Villa can also soak up pressure and go at them, and it worked well against them. But Leeds are not going to do that. They're going to try and dominate the ball and push forward. And I just think we're going to. A bit like the Palace game, only with better players. Lose the ball in transition, they'll be able to counter and it'll be really dangerous. With their defence, I do think we'll score, but I can't see us keeping them out. So I'm, I'm going to 3-1 Arsenal, unfortunately. But I'm dying to be wrong. I mean, if it, if it, if it works like it did last season with you predicting us to lose games, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. There is half. I have got half an eye on that as well in my in back of my mind. It did work for quite a long time. If it doesn't, you're just a bastard. Yeah, and I, I am just obviously. I'm not just a bastard. I'm apparently a very ill prepared one. <laughs> mm. that, that is likely. I'd be better if I had more of these beers from Kirkstall Brewery. If it's are delicious. Yeah, I I couldn't possibly comment. I don't drink beer. No, you don't. There's something wrong with you. Give um, me what? give me a hard cider any day. Whoosh. Now they uh, it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see this game. I'm really looking forward to it. I need club football back. I need it back desperately. Actually, I've I've got so little desire to watch any of the games that are on at the moment. Uh, but if we could, if if we could yeah, get I just, a result I in this, to... I'd feel a lot better. Yeah, I, I think for a brief period, put the France Portugal game on, and I realised that, especially with no crowd now, trying to watch neutral or games that I have no real feelings towards is nigh on impossible. 
you know, at least with the Mag- Premier League, you've got you've got a vested interest in games. Yeah, just shout out there to Kurt Stubber. If he's aren't a sponsor, but I did that well enough that people think it is. So just remember that if you want to <laughs> chuck us. Do so- you don't even have to give me any money? Just send me a clip. <laughs> and if you're looking for a cold, refreshing drink, there is nothing colder or more refreshing than a nice cold Coca-Cola. Now, if Coca-Cola happens to be listening, get in touch. <laughs> get in touch, please. Just no, we, hook uh, it up to my veins. Kese, you know full well that if you're on a podcast, it's manscaped. That's what happens. <laughs> yes, welcome to the uh, Mighty Whites podcast brought to you by NordVPN Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to, and all the other ones that sponsor all the successful YouTube channels. Skillshare, uh, for- come aboard, guys. Get on here. Skillshare. And you know, when I'm at home not doing much, I play Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what I was going to say is a lot will depend in this game. As much as I, I don't think we're going to win this one, uh, there have been rumours that Calvin will be back for this one. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was... It was on one of one of the players was streaming COD, I believe, and Calvin Phillips was like in the chat and said he might be able to be back. It was it was something like that, something ridiculous. I don't know, but that he might be able to be back for the Arsenal game, which would be nice. I haven't heard anything about Urente. In theory, provided he's returned a negative test by now, Rodrigo should be back for this one because he's definitely passed fourteen days. And that's a that's a big oh, thing honest, if we can get him back. At this stage, I'm starting to doubt whether Urente is even real. I, d- I don't think he exists. What is, it, is he the like concept of another of a Spanish central defender? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that I can be certain about with Urente is he's good on new football manager. That's all I can. T- that's the only information I can really give you because we never get to see him in real life. And you never will. <laughs> he'll be on the t- he'll be on the team sheets. He'll be on the back of the program. But will you see him? No. He's uh, he's hanging out with Wasim Boy. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd kill to have had that man's professional football career because I could do what he's done. You could do what he's doing could... now. <laughs> oh yeah, I couldn't have done the stuff he did when he was like fourteen. Because I'm sure at that point he was better than everyone else. But I'd love to have signed a five-year contract with a club that has seemingly no intentions of ever doing anything with me. And I know that smacks of a lack of aspiration, but I am also very poor. Hey, that, that's plenty of aspiration, is that? And, but just just remember, if, if you do become a footballer, you're not allowed to give any opinions on anything, otherwise you get dragged through the mud by the Daily Mail. Oh no! Wait, you'll be fine. You're white. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, well, very true. as I said, <laughs> I said uh, obviously this is this is a shorter one. We knew it was we knew it was going to be going in. We may, even though we've given us predictions for Arsenal game, depending on what happens, we may even be back before that. But if not, it'll be shortly after. But we just really wanted to see if this live streaming thing would work. And then see if it'll all go on to the podcast feed after the way it used to. And we'll just see how it goes. Uh, 
Uh, unless you have anything massive to bring up, Casey, I think that'll do us. No, well, good here. Right, cool. Well, um, I should have, I should have set up banners and stuff to do all the plugs, but I didn't because, again, this was all very last minute. But you can follow us on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod, uh, and, the, and MightyWhitesPodcast.com is our website. The stuff that we write goes up on through it altogether, which is at thiu. It's all lufc. Uh, everything we write on there. Uh, through it altogether.sbnation.com. Uh, but we both put stuff up on there. One of us more frequently than the other, but I'll let you find out which when you get there. There is also a Premier League, mostly, but it's been internationals this week, podcast that we've been on uh, through alleverythingentertainment.com, which is called Stand Your Ground, uh, presented by our mate Alex Benison. Uh, That is on, I think it's aee.com on Twitter, and it's a few other places. You'll see us sharing it around anyway. Uh, so give that a listen if you fancy doing something. Because, you know, let's be right, there's hardly any podcast to listen to. There's only like 10, I think, in the world. Yeah, there's hardly any. Uh, but other than that, I think that that will do us for episode 88. Uh, we will then have actual plans for doing this live and getting people involved and things like that going forward, hopefully. But I've been Jack. See you. I've been Casey. Have a good one. Uh, in a bit. <laughs>